Reed. Nice to meet you. We just got you uh, here on headset. How are you doing? Great, great. Just the weather's a little bit uh, different than in Toronto, but it's uh, exciting to be here. Yeah, it's everybody coming into Edmonton today. We, we, I guess we ordered the snow just for them, unfortunately. <laughs> but, no, but, that's uh, okay. But you're, 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 uh, don't, no Canadian is a uh, stranger to the uh, snow. Now, do you have, uh, this is a good place to start the interview, do you have the, uh, like, getting up at 5 in the morning to go to hockey practice type story, or how did it all start for you? Um, actually, I was born in Northern Ireland, so my parents didn't even know anything about hockey, and obviously when I came over, to, we came over to Canada, I was only nine months old, and I have brothers that played, so my brothers started playing hockey, and of course, I got stuck in net playing street hockey, so I put the girl in net, and that was okay. I didn't care. I just enjoyed to play the game, and uh, at that, that, that time, not a lot of girls were playing organized hockey, so, and also they weren't allowed to play with the boys, so I just went out and played with them, and then eventually found a, a girls' team to play on, and uh, yeah, you usually start with those early morning practices, which is uh, a little hard to get up for sometimes. You know, you, and you have an incredible uh, connection in history with, with, with the sport, with, with the women's game, because I was checking back today, and the first world championship was in 1990 and, and, and you were in that and I don't know at that time was that was there a sense of you know, are we going to be able to keep having these? Where's the game going to go? What do you remember about that very first one? Um, it was just very exciting for the girls that were on the team because it was the very first World Championships, and uh, anybody that had an opportunity to watch it, we wore pink, and uh, so the game has come a long way. Um, yeah, I mean, just with the competition and just the other countries and how they're developing, it was, uh, will this, you know, continue? And we were always hoping to, and, you know, I think we did a really, you know, a great job in Canada promoting the sport, and, I mean, there's so many young girls playing hockey in Canada now and in the U.S., so, uh, you know, just need to get those other countries uh, caught up, which in the past, you know, 10, 15 years, they're coming along. It's just taken a little bit of time. All right. You played in, what, two Olympics? Yes. You got a gold and a, you got a, gold and a silver? Yeah. Um, I, I like asking people this. Where's the gold medal now? It actually just sits in a <laughs> bag at home and just right. It's not really on display because you know any opportunity I can bring it out and you know talk at banquets or bring it to you know hockey teams. I like to show it and uh, you know the kids get excited to see an Olympic gold medal and I think that's what it's for. What can you tell me about the talent pool to choose from compared to your first few World Championships and forming those national teams? Um, as opposed to now. I mean, it must be a, a world of difference. Oh, definitely. I mean, just with the number of girls playing hockey now, so they have a lot more to choose from and, and the development. And just with ice time alone, what I mean, when I played, we were lucky to get one practice a week and, and a game. And, and now you're talking maybe three practices a week and two games, and some teams are on like five and six times. But I kind of look at it as a negative, too, because sometimes I think it's a little too much at times. Uh, you know, kids need a break. and But, um, you know, definitely, you know, the girls are, you know, are getting more more opportunity to, to improve and, and to develop the game and become, you know, stronger hockey players. Geraldine Heaney joining us on the face-off show. We're getting you ready for the Oilers and the Penguins here at Rogers Place. And uh, Rogers Place is going to be home to a game on Sunday, December 17th between Canada and the United States. Uh, tickets are, are now on sale. You can check out TicketmasterRogersPlace.com. And obviously that's that's the rivalry. That's, that's, the, those, that's the marquee matchup. I, I want to ask you, like, the, these games leading up to the Olympics, Canada and the United States often play each other a lot. They don't directly affect... Well, maybe they do. That's kind of what I want to ask you. I mean, how do these, these tune-up games affect what happens the usually couple of meetings in the Olympics? 
Um, I mean, every time you play the the U.S. and Canada get together, you're out to win. It's like an Olympic championship game because uh, it means so much to them and just the rivalry and it's the excitement of playing against each other because, you know, you know, they're the top two countries in the world and just to get the chance to see them play and. You know, um, obviously in Salt Lake City, we lost every all seven games against them. So I guess it doesn't mean that much at the end of the day for us because uh, it's 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 what you learn from it though. Because uh, when I played, I won seven world championships, and obviously uh, Nagano we got the silver. And if you you learn a lot more from losing, and you know, so it's did we le learn from that? And obviously we did, and we prepared ourselves. And so sometimes you know what? It's not the teams that are winning all those games that will come out in the end so uh you know um but they're so exciting the games are unbelievable and obviously on um, that game on the 17th is the last game you know team canada heading off uh, for the olympics and i think it would be you know an exciting game and a great send-off for them and, and and it's always like i said it's exciting to watch them play i'm curious to get your take on and, and you know what I, I ask every women's hockey player interview this question and i think it comes up a lot it has been dominated by canada and the u.s except for the united states was upset uh italy Trina, 2006 yeah. i want to say um, and there is the sense that you know the rest of the the world hasn't hasn't caught up, and the sport is basically all about Canada and the United States. You know, how do you respond to that? Whether you want to view it as a criticism or an, an assessment or whatever. Um, I mean, if anyone that's followed the women's game for a long period of time, you know, the other countries are improving, and they've improved tremendously. But Canada and the U.S. are not going to sit around and just wait for them to catch up and pass them. So right. they're, you know, everybody pushes each other. And, and you know, with the women's program here, which I think is, is great, they play mid to triple A boys teams uh, to improve their game. So um, they try to continue to stay on top, and it's harder to stay up there. And But if you actually look at the game overall and see how the game's played when they are playing, those other teams it's a different game it's it's a better game it's uh like i said everybody's improving i still think definitely there is that gap but i mean when i watched the men's programs years ago too with the world juniors and you know canada used to dominate quite a bit too and and the scores were similar so i think you just need to be patient and, and give the game time and i think you'll see it grow internationally Geraldine Heaney joining us on the face-off show longtime member of the uh, canadian women's national team what are you up to now let people know uh, I'm actually coaching my daughter's team. We just uh, we traveled out to uh, Alberta here to I wanted to bring them to Calgary to watch the t national team train and practice and and catch it. You know, went to the Olympic Oval just to share the experiences that I, um, you know, experienced when I was playing. And uh, so I'm coaching my daughter's team and I also coach my son's AAA boys hockey team. So. I'm still involved, and I really enjoy uh, teaching the kids and, and seeing and watching them develop. And I also do some skill development throughout the year as well. So, awesome! I'm going to put you on the spot. This is almost as much pressure as playing for a gold medal at the Olympics or the Worlds. We have a contest on the Face-Off Show called the First Goal of the Game, where a caller calls in and picks which Oiler is going to score first. We we often try to have a celebrity recommendation that the caller can go along with or not. What is the Geraldine Heaney recommendation? Which Oilers scores the Oilers' first goal tonight? Well, I think with this being Pittsburgh, Edmonton, Crosby, McDavid, I'm going to have to go with McDavid. There we go. That's a very popular pick. 780-496-0063. The lines are open now. Geraldine, I know you're busy tonight. You're going to watch the game. I know you have other media to do. Thank you so much for dropping by. Well, thanks for having me. It is 544. Let's go to the iNews 880 Traffic Center. Here's Mark Rogers. It's fairly busy afternoon in traffic. Uh, there's a collision on the White Mud westbound just after 122 Street. Expect some pretty serious delays there. Maybe you'll have to stay to the left to eventually get through there. Could go 51st 
Avenue to Fox or to 122 Street to Fox Drive, but there is a collision on Fox Drive westbound after Belgravia Road, so really not a good alternative there. West leg of the Anthony Henday. Reports of a jackknife semi northbound before Stony Plain Road. Stay center left. Then another collision. Yellowhead eastbound at 107 Street. Daily grad, you could win $1,000 a day for life. Draws every Monday and Thursday. Get your ticket today. From the iNews 880 Traffic Center, I'm Mark Rogers. Now 545, let's go to the 630 Chet Newsroom. Here's Eileen Bell. Thank you, Reed. Adults-only apartment blocks could soon be a thing of the past. New provincial human rights legislation provoked by a charter challenge is going to make it illegal as of January to refuse renting someone an apartment because they have children. Under the changes, restricting rentals to adults won't be allowed, although seniors' complexes catering to 55-plus have been granted an exception. Edmonton's population is expected to grow by between 15 and 20,000 a year for the next four years. Numbers were given to City Council today. It had been up to 30,000 during the last oil boom, but it dropped to 12,000 the last few years. The city has started applying their anti-icing compounds to some streets. It's new to the city this year as a pilot project, but the same brine solution has been used on the Anthony Henry.